Welcome to Rock That Relationship, a podcast about all things relationship with Corey and Tracy. Now let's get real and start creating relationships that rock. Welcome to episode four of Rock That Relationship. We're back with you today with another great topic to talk about. We're going to be talking about love is a feeling and also an action. This is one of the, the topics we brought up in our very first podcast when Tracy and I had a chance to share the things that were kind of our biggest lessons in the, in the you know, relationships and breakups that we've had. And this is one that we're really excited to talk about today, pretty much like everything we're excited to talk about. But we're going to approach this from a perspective of law of attraction, which might be kind of a different you know, perspective. Maybe some of you have heard of it. Maybe some of you haven't, but really the idea is we want to look at how love is a feeling. It's a vibration. It's an energy, but it's also an action. It's something you do something with. So today, as we get started, we're going to share some information with you too, about how we've practiced law of attraction. And then also a little bit about manifesting. One of our taglines is the manifesting the relationships that you want. And so for us, uh, we have put up together some manifests over the last year or so. We're going to share some of our manifests with you, talk about how you manifest the relationships that you want. So whether you're looking for that romantic partner or you're looking for improving a relationship that you already have, maybe with a friend or a family member, this is going to give you some great insight. So Tracy, you ready to talk about some of this exciting stuff? You know how much I love this topic. I am ready. And I'm glad that you're the main leader on this because you're an expert at this stuff. Like I am really trying, but I have not been able to internalize this as well as you have. And you're a master and it's pretty phenomenal to watch, I have to say. Well, you know, I do have to credit you with getting me uh, started with this idea of law of attraction. I don't know if you remember this, but it was after my my breakup that I had, I was wallowing as most people do after a breakup. And, and you had, you sent me a link to a podcast called love your life law of attraction. He said, you've got to listen to this lady. She's really, really like nice. And she's very kind and she has so many good things to say. And I thought, Oh goodness, I could use something because listening to all these breakup books about how I was going to die alone was just sort of wearing on me. So I listened to this podcast and I ended up listening to almost 200 episodes. I think it was the whole, the whole slew that she had. See, that's the difference between you and me. I, because I listened to that one, that's it. And you listened <laughs> to 200 of them. And even though I love that lady and her voice and her niceness, well, because I'm totally ADHD, I did not have the follow through that you have. And I think that's something we really need to touch on today is follow through, right? I don't have follow through, which is why I fall off the cliff of law of attraction and manifesting, even though that's, you know, there are things that I would like to either attract or manifest. And I think we need to discuss the difference of what those two things are. Um, Also attracting and manifesting. And would you agree that those are two different things, right? Absolutely. And I think what you're talking about falling off the cliff, I think is important because, you know, this idea of, of law of attraction, which is interesting is basically law of attraction is that we attract things into our life, whether they're feelings, whether they're experiences, whether they're people, or energy, 
we attract things into our life based on what we are putting out. So if I am put, emanating positivity, I will attract positive people, positive things into my life. And I, if I'm emanating negativity, I will attract that. And, you know, for our listeners, you can probably think of times in which maybe you've been in a really bad mood and all of a sudden everybody at work seems to be in a bad mood. Were they mm-hmm. in a bad mood or are you just kind of attracting those people that day who are with that energy? If you've ever felt like, oh, I'm just having a great day, I'm in a great mood, and all of a sudden everything around you is just, you know, birds are chirping and the sun is shining, it's because we attract the energy that we're putting out. And that happens without our consent sometimes. So the idea is, is that we're going to attract it no matter what. So can we, to some extent, create some means to put out good energy, positive energy? Because if you want to attract a certain type of energy, you need to put that out. So that's where that, that, um, that persistence piece comes in. I think Tracy that you're talking about is is sticking with it. So you put out the kind of energy you want back. Is it also perhaps that, okay, now you have a positive mindset, right? You're, you're focusing on these things. Your energy is good. Does that mean then you're more likely to see those good things instead of the negative things? I know for a lot of my life, you know, I really focus on negative things. Now I was a cop. I have worked on genocide issues. Um, I was obsessed with the Holocaust and the horrible things that happened. And so then I would look around and I would see like markings of those things, you know, or the burgeoning, like, you know, waves of that stuff coming instead of seeing the butterfly fly by or the blue sky. I mean, are you attracting that? Are you more noticing those good things? Or are those one and the same? I think that's a great question. I think people who do law of attraction would say it's probably a little bit of both, right? In some sense, you're allowing yourself to have a different mindset or perspective. So instead of saying, I'm so sad because I'm going through a breakup, you can say, you know, I'm, I am sad about that. I'm going to acknowledge that, but I'm also grateful for the fact that I'm learning a lot about myself that I might not have learned about otherwise. And so you do shift that energy and shift those feelings, but you also start to notice you know, things that you're doing, say, perhaps you're in a breakup and, you know, you after a breakup and you go out and you pick up a new hobby, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. Tracy, you're really into pickleball. So the idea is like, all of a sudden you find out that you have this inner ball pickle, inner pickleball champion in you that you had no idea that was there. So you're noticing things, but you're also actively doing things. And so Mm -hmm. that's why we go back to this, like love is a feeling and also an action because also law of attraction is based on that same principle. It's a feeling, it's an energy, but you also have to do something. It's not, it doesn't just come to you um, just by happenstance. That makes sense. Um, So, okay. I'll give you an example. Recently, my older sister and I were talking and we'd had a little drama, like, I don't know, the couple months before and our whole lives, you know, things have been up and down as far as our relationship goes. And I just said on the phone, like, I want to have a good relationship with you. That is what I want. And she said she does too. So are we attracting that? Are we manifesting that? Right. Well, you're shifting your thoughts and your energy to something that's positive. And do you notice how you didn't necessarily attract her because you were already on the phone with her, but you attracted that part of her, Mm -hmm. part of her that had an optimistic view of your relationship or a hopefulness where that could have, that conversation could have gone a totally different direction where you, you could have gotten into an argument and devolved into something like hanging up on each other. But you're attracting not just people. It's not just like all of a sudden these positive people just start flocking around you. It's just that it starts to shift the energy of even the people who are already around you. They're starting to act, you know, in a kind of a more positive, hopeful way. And, and one of the things I do want to say about law of attraction is that a lot of people will say, well, this is pie in the sky. This is like rose colored glasses. You try to take things that are bad and you try to, you know, put the silver lining on them and that's not healthy. 
you know, there is a real difference. And for me, I'll share with you, there is a real difference in dis- in discerning between, you know, what it, what are those kind of negative feelings and thoughts that you, you sort of need to experience and go through to make meaning of something that happened versus what is wallowing, ruminating, and getting down in the dumps over and over to the point where you're creating an unhealthy pattern of chatter in your own mind. And, mm. you know, it's kind of, for me, it was hard to figure out the difference between the two until I, until I really sat with it. So I had this breakup and I was very sad and hurt and I would, you know, cry. And and then I was like, let, feel it, feel it, let it out. Don't try to pretend like you're all positive and happy and it's all good, you know, let it out. But at the same time, I found that I would slip into these kind of spaces of like replaying a conversation in my head, like 500 times and getting really upset about it. I shoulda, 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 shoulda. Well, that's not productive. So in that sense, I use law of attraction where I shifted my energy and said, let me think about something that brings me more joy in my life. And all of a sudden I sort of got out of that funk and I was able to attract things around me, opportunities. People would all of a sudden I get a text. Hey, do you want to go hang out and go on a hike later? And things that brought me joy started coming in. And I realized that if I could just figure out at what point was I really feeling those negative feelings that I needed to go through to, you know, again, kind of heal versus that stuff that was just unproductive. And so that's what I was able to shift is the unproductive, unhealthy negativity. And do you ever notice that coming back? I mean, like, let's say you get a slew of things that aren't um, so positive. And then I guess you could do the opposite, right? Shift back to a negative mindset, like just, oh my gosh, these four things happen. And now I'm just down in the dumps. And then you just start, you're kind of, it's like a trap almost, you know? I mean, right. it's again about your mind, right? You have to pull your mind out of there because even if let's say, um, a plane crashed in my backyard or, you know, something, a car crashed into the wall back there. Like there'd still be butterflies out there. There'd still be hummingbirds. There'd still be, you know, things happening. Right. But now I'm not focusing on those. So yes, these things are happening simultaneously. And I do not like to ignore the negative, but I think where I'm going and where you have already gone is to shift away from focusing on it so much or letting it dictate the rest of your thoughts. Right. I think that's what it is. I think it's this idea that we have to live in a space of, and I've used this word before, simultaneity, right? Where you can say, Did I'm you going make to- that word up, Corey? No, you know what? It's really in the dictionary. Is it? Um, it is. Yeah. It's to me, it's to do two things at one time that uh, in some ways almost contradict each other. So in the case of something tragic happening, right? You can feel that sense of tragedy. You can feel that loss, but at the same time, it's also okay and good to find some meaning in that. Right. And sometimes you don't always find meaning in things. I mean, I, you know, I've certainly, you know, my father died and that was really difficult for me, you know, to try to like, you know, oh, well, at least dot, 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 like, well, right. my dad died. That's still right. hard. But the point is, is that you can find in almost any situation and particularly with relationships that you can find that even, you know, you have, you know, like I think of my breakup, even as detrimental and horrible as that felt to my whole life, there were some opportunities and things that came from it for me, right? And I attracted a lot of really interesting opportunities. I you know, like I said, as I shifted the energy, and that's only one part of law of attraction is shifting your energy. The other part of it is the action, right? You have to go do something with that energy. So I shifted my energy to be more positive and hopeful that I wanted to maybe enhance my social life because now I was, you know, single and I had more time and more space to do the, the other things that I liked. I don't want to enhance my social life, but I can't just sit at home and say, I'm going to read a law of attraction book. And all of a sudden these friends are going to knock on my door. No, I had to get up and go do things. And so I had to, and then, and then from that, I had to have the positive energy in doing it. So I showed up, I had some you know, positive energy. I had some engagement with people and I started making friends. So it became this circle. 
that that continue to fill in the you know the blanks of my of my breakup and my healing to create much more like of a holistic healing process. So I would feel the energy, I'd put it out, I'd do the action to follow up with that energy. And then because of that action, I felt the energy again. And it just went in a circle until I was able to start just frankly feeling good and feeling better. Well, and you know, you also at my urging, thank you, um, started writing a book about all of these things, right? Like yes. all of the things you did and then the dating and stuff. And we'll talk about that book more later because it is hilarious. Um, and I can't wait for it to be published and a lot of that because I'm in it, but <laughs> <laughs> you're just waiting for the made for TV movie. I am. And I would like to play myself. Thank uh, you. You're, you're the only person in the book that said they wanted to star as themselves. Just yeah, so of you know. course I do. <laughs> Why would I want someone else to get the, all the limelight for that? I would like to get it. But there was something I was going to say about that. Oh, because we were talking about that yesterday, because you're going back through all of our old texts. Um, And at one point I told you, go do some jumping jacks. Like, you know, that sounds stupid. I mean, hearing you read it off, it's I'm like, I sound very trite, right? But it's like, it shifts your brain. Like, okay, the Uh jumping jacks are not going to save you, of course. But it's that, okay, jog it up, like shift your brain. And I know for me, I, I mean... I've been focusing on the pickleball, as you said, and the hiking and all that stuff. And that stuff brings me joy, right? And yes, I do not like that I was broken up with. I can't handle it. I'm not over it and I don't like it. But living in simultaneity, what's the word? Simultaneity. 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 I can still have my feelings. I can feel sad. I can feel love. I can feel upset. You know, that's something I couldn't do years ago either, um, hold all those feelings at once. And I think that that's what becoming, you know, someone of our age, right? Like you have, if you're going to survive this world, if you're going to have relationships that not only endure, but thrive, you must learn to hold many different feelings at once, right? Because I've upset Mm -hmm. you before, right? I mean, I've upset you and you've come to me to talk to me. And if you just focused on that, I was being a jerk rather than, oh, hey, we have this longer relationship. Let me see how I can fix this. All right. Let me address these things. And I can hold the feeling that, oh, I still like Tracy, but she made me upset or mad, you Mm -hmm. know, but there are these other times that, that she made me happy. Right. I mean, that's, we're kind of always living in simultaneity if we're a a balanced person. Right, right. Well, and that's the thing is a lot of times we're unbalanced. So we live in a state of despair or, you know, the world is against me or why does this always happen? Or, you know, and, and I, and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to pretend that there aren't bad things that happen to people. They happen to pretty much everyone, but at the end of the day, there's also really good things that happen. And I think we go back to this idea of law of attraction. It's the energy around these experiences. It's not the experiences themselves. So it's the energy. It's the meaning making around these experiences that you can say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to try to capture some of that good positivity that I have inside of me. I'm going to put it back out into the universe and see what it gives me. And, you know, one of the things that's, I think is interesting and, and, you know, this is part of law of attraction as you, as you read some of these, uh, you know, resources, like I mentioned before, the love your life law of attraction is a great podcast, but, you know, some of you probably have heard of the secret or the secret to relationships, you know, this is all based on law of attraction and there's a lot of different interpretations, you know, they kind of run the, the spectrum here. And, you know, there's people who believe law of attraction is kind of this 
fully divine process where the universe intervenes. If you, you know, put yourself out there, the universe will, you know, provide. Um, some people believe it's just really, um, that law of attraction is put out what you want. And if you just, it's like almost like goal setting. And if you want it bad enough, you'll go get it and make it happen. And then there's people like me who kind of exist in the in-between. The way I look at it is I got to go put myself out there. I got to put that good energy. I got to go, you know, apply for that job or, you know, whatever it might be. But at the same time, I kind of think, you know, from a spirituality perspective that sometimes the universe, you know, has my back and I'll have a little bit of a wind to my back that might help me a little bit. And so really law of attraction can, you know, be, you know, for some people, very spiritual for some people, it can be, you know, completely absent of, of anything divine at all. And so you know, as you're listening and thinking about how to use this, this really is applicable and useful for anyone who's looking at how to shift their energy to draw in more positivity, more, uh, you know, fulfillment, more joy. Every day I say, what did you do to bring joy to your life? I say that to myself every day. What did you do to bring joy to your life? And every morning I get up and say, what am I going to do that's going to bring joy to my life today? And if I can't answer that, then I need to shift my day because I have committed to having a joyful day every single day. Well, and I think that that's like such a good point. It's not that you're pie in the sky. It's that you're choosing this, right? I just finished Mm -hmm. reading that book called The Choice by Dr. Edith Iger. And she's a Holocaust survivor, you know, Um, she and her sister survived. And she talks about that. I mean, here is a woman who lost half of her family, you know, right in front of her face. And then she continued to live the rest of her life. She lives in San Diego and she talks about everything as being a choice down to the littlest thing. I mean, you can either choose to view things in the negative or you can choose to view them in the positive and do something with that, right? You cannot change the past. We can't change other people's actions either. People are going to take you know, their own action that may really affect us in a, in a traumatic way. But if we're still here, we're still alive. We still have a choice as to how we can frame some of those things, or at least, you know, focus 50, 50 on, on the good and the bad of the world right? and relationships, you know, which again, I think relationships are our biggest problem in life, right? Like, I mean, from work relationships to love relationships to family relationships. I mean, these are the things that make everything complicated. They are the most complex things I think we as humans do. Well, absolutely. And that, and I think, you know, kind of bringing us back to this whole theme of today is that, you know, love is a feeling and an action, right? And using this idea of law of attraction is, you know, we're not just talking about romantic love, but, you know, if you want to feel love, right, you have to give love. If mm-hmm. you, it's that same thing, what right. you put out is what you get back. And, you know, I've been really surprised, um, you know, that I, after the breakup, I went out and I made a lot of friends. I already had a lot of friends. I didn't need to make friends, but I just wanted more love and abundance in my life. And I just, you know, kept asking people to do things. I kept showing up. I kept, you know, being supportive and I have gotten so much love back from that. And I wasn't giving it to get it. I just was giving it because I wanted to, and I started getting it back. And so we start thinking about it's our attitudes. It's our, it's our frame of mind. It's our energy and it's our love that we give that, you know, that stuff comes back to us. If we, again, go back to like what you're saying is you have a choice. You have a choice in how you show up in this world. You have a choice as to what you think and what you feel. You have a choice. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it, but you do. And I thought there were days when I could barely get out of bed and I thought, I don't feel like I have a choice, but you know what? At the end of the day, I had a choice and I got up and I put my positive energy out there and it came back to me tenfold. 
And how could it ever hurt, right? So if there's people critiquing that or saying, oh my gosh, you have rose-colored glasses, how is it hurting anybody if you have a positive attitude? How is it hurting anybody if any of us have a positive attitude? All we're going to do is spread more goodwill and joy versus negativity. So I, I completely agree. You know? you know, the biggest, the biggest thing I get is, well, what if you're naive and someone takes advantage of you? You know what I say to them? So what? Someone's, someone's gonna, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have bad things happen to me or if somebody take advantage of me, no matter what, right. I might as well just give love and joy and abundance to people while it's happening. I mean, I'm not going to be completely naive to the world, but I, you know, we talked about this in a previous podcast about assuming the best in people. I just can't imagine going through life, assuming the worst in people. It just feels like a really heavy load to carry for this lifetime. I would rather assume the best, give the best show up. And guess what? If someone doesn't show up back to me, then I know, but I won't ever feel bad that I showed up for them. Well, that is very interesting because I was the assumer of bad intentions. I don't know if we talked about this in the last podcast, but you know, I used to view relationships, romantic ones, not friend ones. Well, even friend ones back in the day, like as I was kind of in a, in a relationship with an enemy. So I didn't assume all good intentions. In fact, I often assumed worse intentions. And I can tell you that did not help the relationships. It made them much worse. And in my last relationship, I assumed only good intentions. Now, was that other person where I was? No. But do I feel, what did you ask me once? Are you happy with how you showed up in the relationship? Right. And, exactly. and in the end, that's all that, that we as individuals can do is, are we happy with how we're showing up? Because I can't control anybody else. I can't control what they want or, you know, who they want to be with or anything like that. All I can control is me and how I show up. And I... I have to say, I haven't always been the best. I think there's several people who would get on here and say that's the truth. <laughs> like I know I could list their RX's. names out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, but I give, give a shout out to them, but I'm sure they're ready to call in. Um, but I am friends with, with the exes that I was with the longest, you know, and I think that's telling. But I've also talked to them about how the relationship was because I need to learn from that, right? I can't just barrel on through life and be like, nope, oh, out with the old and with the new, I'm not ever learning. But we also have to understand that this life is really hard. And there's a lot of traumatic things that happen to people. And we have to give them a little space and understanding and that we have to do that with ourselves too. You know, I've worked on that in therapy is to be more understanding of myself, you know? Right, right. And you go back to that question you asked is what does it hurt to just give love? and give mm -hmm. positivity and joy. And I don't think there's anything because it, it not only does it make others feel good, it makes you feel good. And especially knowing how difficult and traumatic life can be, why not feel good? So let's yeah. shift a little bit and talk about um, a, a practice that people do. I mean, as I mentioned before, law of attraction is more something that just happens almost without any kind of intention or consent. It's just what you put out is what you get back. And so the idea behind law of attraction is that try to put out positive or good or, you know, things or abundance or good energy so that, you know, again, that is what you're attracting around you. But we're going to talk a little bit about manifesting because it's a little bit different, although it is related to the idea of sort of putting out, you know, your ideas into the universe or in, you know, and, and setting some intention. So Tracy, tell us a little bit more about what manifesting is manifesting is just being very intentional so it's kind of goal setting but it's also you're you're repeating these things there's different ways to do it that we can talk about a few of those but 
you're kind of setting it down. So you either could put it in writing or it's a mantra you do in the morning and that you set your intention onto certain things. And then I think my understanding is, you know, once you set your intention, your actions kind of follow, but you have to feel that in yourself that I am deserving of these things. These are the things that I'm going to have. And there's like, you have to have this feeling that it's already there for you. Does, does that make right. sense? Am I explaining that right? Yeah, well, absolutely. Cause I think the, some people, when they think of manifesting, they think of, you know, I have people say, well, I'm going to say, I want a million dollars. And, you know, often I'll say, well, you know, there's a couple things about that. First of all, that manifest isn't probably all that realistic unless you were sort of expecting a million dollars to come in or have the feasibility or the means to have a million dollars come in. But maybe, you know, I'm going to get, you know, a, a, some money come into my life that I was not expecting over the next three months. That might be more realistic because your actions have to align with it. So it has to be somewhat you know, kind of feasible. Mm -hmm. But the second part is the language, right? What you said was really important is you have to act as though you already have something. So instead of saying, I want, say, money to come in, you know, in the next three months, you would say, I am grateful that, you know, I had some unexpected money come in this last three months, or um, I am feeling elated that I had this money come in. So you're acting as though it already happened, And that basically is confirming to, you know, in some ways people like to think of it as like the universe or again, more of a spiritual kind of a a thing where you're saying, yeah, that already happened. The universe already delivered. Um, But you're right. The actions have to follow. So it could also be one of these things where for those of you who aren't spiritual, it's more like you are stating almost a goal and now you're going to go get it. Right. So how can you make it so that maybe unexpected money comes in over the next three months? Well, and that's something that, you know, I was reading about is that it's that the, the universe, these things are already out there, but are you ready to receive them? Are you in a place that you're ready to receive them? So manifesting is kind of making yourself ready to receive those things. And, you know, we can look at famous people or really rich people or people who've done these crazy things and we're like, oh my God, they're just special. Well, are they really special? Are they doing something? And that's what the book, The Secret talks about, which, you know, I think my mother gave me that book in like the nineties and I was like, Oh, junk threw it out. Right. And it wasn't until you read it again that I listened to it. And I was like, Oh my God, this is the best. Right. Because <laughs> it's about your mindset shift and that there is abundance in the universe and there is good for everybody. Are we ready to receive it? I think that that's what the manifesting is about. Am I ready to receive that? Am I in a place where I can accept this and do good with it or, you know, honor it in my life. Does, does that yeah, make sense? Absolutely. I, well, and the thing I think that's really interesting that you were saying is, you know, am I ready to receive this abundance? And there's, you know, we have kind of particularly in a Western mindset, this idea that there's only so much abundance to go around. And if I have it, someone else doesn't, or if someone mm-hmm. else has it, I don't have it. Like it's a pie. And we're cutting right. Just because you have love doesn't mean I can't have love. And so we have to kind of get out of that mindset that just Very by good, Corey. You know, declaring what you want doesn't mean you're taking it from someone else or that you're not deserving of it. We're all deserving of abundance. And that's the whole point of manifesting is to try to get people in that mindset of saying, what is it that I want the joy and abundance in my life? And as you can see, this really goes along with law of attraction, right? Is if you put that positive energy out there and then you manifest and you're very clear about what you want, you create the environment to be able to receive when you are ready and you make it happen. You got to go make it happen too. You can't say, I want to, you know, I'm going to, I, I have, I'm so grateful that I have this new job and then you don't ever apply for a job. Like you have to right. apply. 
Um, so all of these really go hand in hand, but it's this idea that we have to, in some ways, trust the universe to know, uh, you know, again, if you're coming from a spiritual part or trust yourself enough to know that you can have what you want. That's very interesting. I want to just touch on that point again, that it's not a piece of pie that only there's only so many slices. And even if there were, then slice it into a million slices that equal slices, right? Let's say we're at a party of eight people. Is there only joy enough for seven of those people? Is it, you know, is there unlimited good things out there for people? And just because you're in love doesn't mean I can't be in love or vice versa. Cause your love being in love with somebody doesn't take away from me being able to have that as well. And I think that that is something that we need to preach to the world because there is that clawing at like, Oh my gosh, if that person gets it, I'm not going to have it, you know? Right. Instead, well, like the jealousy we and up. right. Yeah. Jealousy, envy, undermining people's successes. Like, well, you know, well, feeling, I don't I read understand. something about envy once. It said, if you're envious, look at that. That's something that you want. So learn from that person instead of like begrudging them. Right. Right. And go get it. Right. If you learn want. how to get it, if you're exactly. envious, it's telling you, you want something. So learn how to get it rather than begrudging somebody else for having it. I think that's, it's so true, right? Like there is enough in the world. And what is it? There's a Buddhist thing about, and maybe I'm getting it wrong, but Oh, it's a Jewish thing about a candle. If you have a candle and I take my candle and I go light a hundred other candles, did my candle diminish? Did it, did, was more taken out of that candle? No, my candle is exactly the same, but now I've lit a hundred other candles. Exactly. And again, that's a perfect metaphor for law of attraction too. As you put out that there, you put that flame out and you, you give it to other people. You're spreading that joy, that abundance to other people and you are getting it back. Um, so, you know, as we talk about these manifests, I think it's interesting because, you know, one of the really kind of popular things out there is this idea of this love manifest. Like I'm going to write out a love manifest of exactly like who I want to show up as, you know, kind of like I've seen manifest your soulmate. Um, and what's interesting is, you know, as I've said earlier, is I kind of take a middle ground approach to this. I think, you know, manifesting and law of attraction for me are grounded both in a blend of kind of this spiritual kind of universe kind of has my back at the same time as I think it's action oriented and, you know, kind of a personal commitment. Um, whereas I know others are different on the spectrum, but I will tell you that right after I got out of my um, last relationship, I was reading about manifesting. So I thought I would give it a try. So I, I, one of the, the ways it was suggested is you could do something called a dear soulmate letter. So you write, dear soulmate, I'm, you know, I can't wait to meet you. You are, you know, this tall and this age and you, you know, like adventure or whatever it is. Right. And you, so you write this dear soulmate letter and then you read it every night knowing that maybe your soulmate will hear it. Okay. So, you know, I was sort of desperate at this point in time and I, you know, I was like, all right, I'm gonna write this dear soulmate letter. So I sat down and I wrote it and I would read it every night out loud to some, you know, you know, I don't know, cosmic soulmate that was supposedly out there. Well, as you can imagine, the universe did not deliver and it, and the universe didn't deliver because I wasn't ready to receive it. It was like two days after my breakup. Uh, mm-hmm. What was I thinking? I'm not going to manifest my soulmate. I wasn't ready for my soulmate to come. And so whether that was the universe, right, spiritually not delivering, or it was me getting in my own way, even though I'd read this letter every night, I wasn't putting myself out there to meet somebody because I was blocking my dear soulmate letter. Either way, I wasn't ready to receive it. So just because you manifest something doesn't mean that it's 
going to happen for one. Um, if you're spiritual, you might believe that the universe knows what's best and might not deliver it when you want it, but when the universe wants you to have it, or in just some ways, you're just not ready at all. And, um, and you're just not going to get it. So you have to think, are you ready to receive what it is that you're putting out there? That's really interesting. Cause I think, and we're going to talk about this probably, I keep saying this and it's probably annoying to you and everybody, but we're going to talk about it in our next podcast, like the value of personal growth work, right? How are you going to get yourself ready to receive stuff? And I'm also wondering, Corey, could writing dear soulmate letters be a side gig for me? Are you going to write them for other people? And yes, you just have them posted see, on the web I and they can download yeah. them? It's just like resumes. I cannot write my own resume, <laughs> but I can look at somebody. I already looked at a friend's today. Um, and I'm like, why am I doing this for somebody else? But I have such a hard time for myself, right? I watched this Brazilian movie once. I have no idea. It's maybe called Central Station. Oh, and I've never forgotten. I probably saw it in the 90s. And this lady sat at a train station or bus station. She would write letters for people to their loved ones. Now, granted, she kept, I can't give away what happened. But she wrote these beautiful letters for people to their families and and that they couldn't do themselves. And I think talking these things over with someone now that would help, right? If I want to talk through who's my soulmate, I'm going to talk it through with you. If I'm going to write a manifest, I want to talk it out, right? So I don't mm-hmm. manifest something I don't actually want. And how am I going to get in the mindset to be ready for it? And, you know, either with therapy or with a friend or whatever, or with yourself, if you're an introvert, you might want to go somewhere and just sit in the woods and listen to the brook and, you know, think about what you want. I'm going to talk it over with somebody. Well, yeah, you know, it was funny because um, shortly after I got into manifesting, I found a, a meetup manifesting kind of 101. And as so I went to the seminar and somebody said, hey, I want to create like a manifesting I don't know, the support group is kind of a weird way of putting it, but a manifesting sharing group. And so every other Monday we would meet and we would read our manifests to each other and we'd get feedback. And it, you know, it wasn't so that other people could tell you what you wanted, right? It was, they were asking questions. Mm. It, it was interesting. At one point I shared my love manifest with my group and uh, my cat showed up in the background of my, my zoom video. And when I was done, I, you know, I said, what do you have for feedback? And the gentleman that was running the group, he actually said, you don't have anything in there about how this person, you know, you want this person to like animals or more specifically like, and not be allergic to cats. And I said, mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even think about that. He said, cause I noticed you have a cat. Mm-hmm. Is that important to you that they're going to be able to have your pet in the house? If you ever live together. And I said, well, of course that's important. He said, well, you should probably put that in there. And, and it didn't occur to me. And so sometimes when you talk it out with people that they, they're going to point some things out that that aren't like new ideas, but they're things that you may have forgotten in the manifest. And so I added that and a number of other things to my manifest. So I would encourage you that, you know, if you're interested in manifesting, get online. There's a lot of great manifesting groups that you can join. You can share your manifest, give feedback on other people's. Um, and I just really enjoyed the process of connecting with others. And we, you know, we're able to share a lot of really great ideas with each other. Do you want to hear my manifest? It's, I have two of them that I, do you want to hear them? Yes, of course. I want to hear that. They both love manifests. Okay. Well, one is, one is, okay. Um, but so, and this is the thing, right? They're important to get started. And I think even if you don't believe in all this jazz that we're talking about, this is something that would help clarify your own thoughts. Okay. So mm-hmm. for me, and this has really gotten to be true in the last couple months, this is not my love manifest, but just my being here in Tucson, uh, which has been, you know, troublesome for me, as you know, I've thought about leaving. But 
here's what I wrote. I'm grateful to the universe for surrounding me with people locally who are emotionally, physically, mentally, and spiritually healthy, intellectually stimulating, globally aware, curious about learning, personal growth, and spirituality, kind, trustworthy, energetic, and motivated to have great adventures, be of service to others, and enjoy the time they have here on earth. And I have a great group of friends now that I didn't have like six months ago. I mean, it's kind Mm -hmm. of crazy. You know, I know what you would say is that I manifested that. And I did, I have gone out and I've met people and I've really opened myself up, you know? So it does work. It works in its whatever way you think it's working. And here's my love manifest. So I'm grateful to the universe for bringing me true and healthy love with someone who loves me, my energy, and my passion for healthy living, veganism, environmental consciousness, minimalism, and travel, and who wants to and does spend time with me and plans a future for us to be together. That is what's most important to me. And I've really thought about that. And it is quite general, you know, but it's truly for me, like the underlying feeling and does that person, can they really accept who I am? And I have a lot of passions, you know, and I need to be with someone who can accept those passions and love me for the intense person that I am. That's something I've learned after being in relationships for 30 <laughs> years. Because sometimes people rub them the wrong way, you know? It well, works. yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know what I like about, well, your first manifest, one of the things that I really caught my attention was this idea that you're very clear about what you're looking for in friends. And so when you go out and you meet people, you are going to places where you're going to likely meet people who have some of those similar values. Like I know you, you're part of like a, a vegan meetup group. I know that you go play pickleball with people who enjoy physical activity. You're putting yourself in places where you're likely to meet people that fit that manifest, but you're mm-hmm. also very aware of the fact that as you meet other people, and it's not that you, you know, you want to like eliminate friends, but as you meet people, you can be a little bit more discerning about who's going to fit into kind of, you know, what it is that you're looking for in terms of alignment with your values. And you can make those choices a little bit early on and say, okay, these are people that I feel like are going to be bring joy and abundance rather than maybe toxicity to my life. And you have almost like, you know, kind of a a blueprint for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that that's really good, particularly for your first manifest. I think your second one also is really good because what you're basically saying in that manifest, besides the fact that you're putting it out to the universe to maybe send you someone who, you know, fits the bill here, but is that you're saying that these are sort of non-negotiables. This is who you are. This is how you are going to show up and you need someone to be okay with every single thing on there in order to have that kind of love and abundant mm-hmm. relationship that you're looking for. And, you know, cause there are things that we say, can I be a little bit more waffly about it? Can I compromise here? Can I, and those are important things to do in a relationship, but for a manifest, you're saying, you, you got to be okay with these things. Like if you're mm-hmm. not okay with this, I, I'm going to, this is going to be a train wreck because that's who I am deep down. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let me share mine. I've got, um, I'll just share my, I've got a short love manifest and then I've got a really long one, but I, I will spare everyone the pain of listening to my very long <laughs> detailed manifest. Um, mine, I did it differently. My manifesting group actually, um, you know, so there's two approaches. There's one where you can say something like I am grateful for, or, um, something where you put a feeling in and then you, you fill it in with the, the manifest, um, the manifesting group I was part of, they said to put a date on it. That way it kind of gives you like almost like a goal. Um, and so I wrote this back in, um, in the fall and it was for this spring. It says it's March. 31st, 2022. And I love and am loved by the person I am just destined to be with. Our relationship is healthy and mutually supportive and filled with romance, intimacy, wonder, 
kindness, adventure, fun, humor, ease, honesty, and joy. Everything between us just feels right. And we are experiencing magical love. Um, and so that one actually, I ended up writing and it, it, my manifesting group said it was a little too vague. Um, so I am sharing that with you to say, this was a really good starting point. I ended up going into one that was a lot more thorough for me. Um, because, you know, vague can be good for some people. If you, you have kind of like in your case, Tracy, where you have some kind of non-negotiables and this is like, this Mm -hmm. is it for me, I made a very long list. I took my dear soulmate letter and I combined it with this love manifest and I built it out even more. And it's like two pages. And I mean, well, it is everything you are that me. detailed kind of person, Corey. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, I listed traits yes. and characteristics and what they like to do on weekends and how much they love my, would love my cat and where we would travel and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And that became much more detail oriented. And that's the one that I end up working, working with and putting out kind of into the universe. And the irony is, is um, I read that the second manifest um, to my manifesting group back, uh, like I said, in the fall and, uh, and they, they, they loved it. And we, you know, everybody kind of gave me their support and I read it over and over. And five days later, I met somebody, mm-hmm. um, who I've been now dating for six months and who it was fits almost all that it's all of that. It's been really weird. And we joke about it. Um, I do have a chapter in my book called perfect on paper, um, about that experience. So within five days, all of a sudden I just randomly met this person at, um, at a hike. And, um, so it it wasn't even something that I like was like, oh, I'm going to go onto the dating sites and find exactly this person. It just sort of happened. I put that out to the universe and, um, and that's what came back to me. It's so interesting. You know, we'll have to get into this more, but it is, I mean, you are a much more detailed person than I am. You're a more plan and goal oriented person. So, you know, is it the chicken or the egg? Did you, was this coming for you and you just happened to write it down? Do you have some kind of like ESP going on or something? (laughs) Or, you know, did you create this? I mean, it's not like you created a person who was born 40 something years ago, right? It's just weird. It is, it's very interesting. I think that it really does shift your thinking. It's, it's really for me about the positive thinking and I have not mastered it. And you're just a force unto yourself, Corey. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure, uh, if I've been lucky or I've really been, you know, kind of getting what I've been ready to receive. But I, I think in this case, you know, there were probably a little bit of both. Maybe, um, you know, I had my eyes out a little bit more for maybe who would fit the bill more than, because now I knew exactly what I was looking for. So I could find, um, maybe find somebody a little easier rather than just sort of like, you know, kind of, you know, playing in the dark here going, Oh, you seem nice. You seem nice. That's what I was doing with online dating. It was mm-hmm. all over the place. And once I kind of know, narrowed it in, I was like, okay, there's somebody that, you know, I could really get to know. Um, well, and, look- and wait, let me make one comment that luck. So you said luck versus what was it? What did you say? You, I'm having a senior moment. Um, <laughs> I just said something about, you know, that is it, it luck or is it, did you manifest it? I, right? you know, that's what I'm saying. I, I but maybe never, luck is manifesting. Maybe luck is because sometimes there is that phrase. You create your own right? luck, right? Create right. Luck. What and is luck? Really? We yeah. don't even know what luck is or why people have it. So maybe right. luck is they're manifesting. Exactly. You know what I mean? Maybe exactly. that's what that is. Yeah. I don't know how it came to be. I don't know if I predicted that I was going to meet this person. I, I think it was the other way around. I think I became very clear about what I wanted. And when I met somebody that seemed like maybe 
they had, you know, had, or were, were a person that I would, you know, would kind of fit that manifest, I started to just pay attention and put myself out there. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about how that process went as we go forward. But, um, I think that that in and of itself is just a testament that manifesting works, whether it's divine or whether it's, um, just framing your own intentions for your own clarity. Either way, it's a positive process. There's really no harm in writing down what you're, what you're looking for in a, in a person or in a relationship, or for those of you who want bigger manifesting, I have a, a manifest about a book I'm writing and, you know, a manifest about all different kinds of things. So, but let's talk really quickly as we wrap up here about the different types of manifests that you can create. Cause I know there's some great resources online, but a couple of the ones that, um, you know, maybe we've tried or we haven't tried, we can talk about them. Um, so Tracy, what, what kind of manifest have you put together? Like, well, as I said, I'm not as, um, I'm not as organized as you are. My mind is not as organized and neither is my desk. Okay. If somebody were to watch us on zoom right now, they'd be disturbed by my desk versus yours, but I'm going to show you this book I have right here and I have a journal and I have this three, six, nine. So it's a manifestation journal. It just is like a help. I got them on Amazon. It just helps you to organize your thoughts, right? Like, and I didn't read it until this morning because we talked about it, but it's actually, you do, you write something down three times in the morning, or you could think it, then you do it six times during the day and then nine times at night. Why are, is that crazy? Or is that just, it's, it keeps you focused on it, right? It's a form Mm -hmm. of meditation. I think meditation on what you're truly wanting in your life and why not? Mm -hmm. Shouldn't we get what we want? I mean, really? Shouldn't we get what we want? Right. Well, and that's the part of it too, is you can go through the exercise of writing this down three times and six times and nine times. And it's, you know, it's not necessarily that's what's going to manifest. It's the fact that you are writing down an intention that you truly believe that you deserve and you are ready to receive. And then you, you basically get it in your mind and you repeat it and you repeat it and you repeat it. So you stay focused on it and you, you know, you're reminded of it. It's not just something you read or write one time, but you're reminded every single day so that you start to get up and go out and do things to make the manifest come true or at least contribute to it. So it's that repetition piece, um, I think is, is neat. And it keeps you focused. So if something does come your way, you're more likely to grab it as a, rather than let it go by. Exactly. Exactly. Now, one of the things I've tried is you write the manifest five times. Usually it's not a full blown page long manifest. Maybe it's just a line or two. You write it five times, uh, you in, in like in the morning and then you read it five times throughout the day. And then the next day you read it five times throughout the day. Um, so again, that goes back to this idea of repetition. It's just kind of training your brain to say, I am worthy of this. I deserve this. I want this. It's not really that, you know, there's a certain thing about, you know, we're not spinning it with numerology or anything in here. Although some of you who are into that may find that that's useful, but really it's this idea of repetition and focus. Yeah. Um, I know Tracy, I know you've done a vision board or you were thinking about doing a vision board. I've never done one of those. Can you share a little bit about that? Oh my Lord, this is where we better just wrap this stuff up because, uh, my vision board is a hot mess. Okay. I started one. I ripped it up. I was so mad. And now I've got one that has some several things on it. Okay. And I did just take something off the other day, but that's how I feel like a vision board is ever evolving as we are. So in the corner, I have a growth mindset. You know, I've, I've written that down and I'll, we can talk about that in the next podcast where I can actually get closer to my vision board and see it. Um, and then I have, you know, our podcast on there. I've got a website that I want to start. I've got some book stuff and, um, some job stuff that I want to do, but 
I could definitely use a vision uh, board coach for sure. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. So you can, once you get to be an expert in that, you can be a dear soulmate letter writer on the oh side, my God, a vision so board true. creator on the side. I mean, there's so much yeah. to be done with this. People contact me. I'll help yes. you. I can't, yes. I can't organize it for myself, but you know, being a, an attorney and having been a cop, like I'm great at doing it for other people. Right. Right. That, that advising and that coaching. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things I've also heard another strategy for a vision board is, you know, maybe even is, it sounds like something you might do like an elementary school, but go through a couple magazines, find pictures mm-hmm. uh, that maybe are nondescript, like a picture of a beach. And that's somewhere, you know, you might want to visit one day. You don't know what beach, you don't know what country or what state or wherever you would be. You cut out the picture, you basically glue it to a piece of poster board. Um, it could be, uh, you know, like a hammock and you're thinking like you want more relaxation and peace. And so you cut that out and you put it on your vision board. I mean, I think that the purpose and the point of manifesting that's, that's really key is that not being so incredibly specific about the details of what you want, but being specific about the feelings that you want from the manifest, not Mm -hmm. something like I am manifesting that this person is going to love me back. It's more like manifesting that you want to have great abundant love. And if it happens to be with that person, great, but I don't think you'd turn it away if you had great abundant love with someone else. And so the details are left to, you know, kind of what's out there. Uh, so that's why the picture of the beach rather than a, you know, mm-hmm. a cut out picture of Italy is, mm-hmm. is really what's key in the manifesting is let the opportunities come, right? When they mm-hmm. say, you know, another one door opens and, you know, one door closes, another opens. It's really the idea that you're too busy looking at the door that there were five windows that were wide open the whole time. So mm-hmm. the manifesting is letting, letting the wind blow through those windows and see what comes to you. Nice. Nice way to put it, Corey. Well, excellent. Well, we are going to wrap up and we're out of time here, but wanted to just kind of reiterate that, um, you know, this process of, you know, law of attraction and manifesting, you know, really does play into the kinds of relationships that we want, how we show up, how we go for what we want, how we are our best selves. And, you know, there's a lot of great resources out there. So we'll be sure to put them all in the show notes for people to refer to. But this really leads us into, you know, episode uh, five, uh, our next one, where we're going to be talking about the value of therapy and personal growth work. Again, hitting on this, the, the eight topics that Tracy and I identified in our very first podcast is really those critical pieces of, of our learning and those foundational elements to relationships that we think, you know, are really important to kind of start off our podcast series with. So stay tuned for uh, next week's podcast. And again, thank you for joining us today and make sure you go out there and rock those relationships. If you liked what you heard, check out our show notes for resources from today's episode. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Rock That Relationship and go to our website at rockthatrelationship.com for updated episodes and more great information. Thanks for listening. Now go rock those relationships. 